This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. to Comic Book Junto, episode 23. I am your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creator of Bear Fruit. And with me is my co-host, as always, Adam J-Word Tetris. <laughs> you grabbed that right off my Twitter. Hey, man, you made it easy for me this week. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I Just really fill did. in the blank with something that's a J. Well, I was, Whatever I your was, heart makes, makes your heart feel good. I was trying to spend some time thinking about what I can fit into my Twitter account, mm-hmm. and I, I typed out Adam Jean Grey, the Phoenix, wow. Tetris, wow. and Twitter said, mm, nah, no, yo, no, no, that no, ain't no, going no. down. I thought I had 140 characters to name myself. Oh, okay. Like, my whole name would be a tweet in and of itself. That would be a good look. It was not happening, um, so I just changed it to something more specific, mm-hmm. J-Word. Yeah. 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 And then I thought, oh, no, that kind of sounds like J-Wow. And then I oh man, like, that's a good oh, one to keep in the no. tuck for later on. Cool, cool. No. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Jay, wow. I'm gonna hold on to that one. Yeah, good, good, great. So, yeah. internet, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Comic Book Junto. Just to let you know, this podcast is a product of Bear Fruit. You can go to bearfruit.com, sign up for the newsletter, check out our shop. Um, you can also follow Bear Fruit on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the same thing at B3ARFRUIT. Because of Bear Fruit. You have the beauty, Ooh. the majesty. Yeah. That is bare fruit. You're, you're I mean, work, that is comic book junto. You're, you're workshopping new slogans. I'm just going for it. Because of bare fruit, you have the majesty, and we will destroy this and rebuild it, and I am <laughs> Elohim, and into the sand with you. <laughs> that was just a little apocalypse variant. Yeah, that was our, that was our, that was our uh, quick little kind of recap. Of the yeah. X Men Apocalypse one shot that we did. <laughs> yeah. If this is your first time listening to Comic Book Junto one shot, when we just do one episode that's often on a movie, we're considering playing around with some other stuff. That's maybe right. doing some TV shows. What about an album? You know, it'd be if we did like an album. We just hmm. did a breakdown of a full internet. What do you think? Let us know. Do you LP. want Octavius and Adam to do one shots on music? On comic cool. book Junto? I think that'd be cool. I would do it, I'll but do, do it. you want it? That's yeah, the question. Absolutely. We would have to be really smart about what we picked. You know, like, uh, it has to be something that both you and I would look forward to. Uh, Otherwise, we would just be... Like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> don't want this is not. This is not what it. I want. I don't want it. I don't, I don't want, want this anymore. No. no. Yeah. That's good. How are you doing this week, man? Doing all right. Just got a haircut. It's always you look fresh. It's always good to you know get a haircut, look in the mirror, and just look luxurious. (laughs) But actually, both of us have just gotten haircuts this week. Yeah, it feels good, man. Listen, listen, internet, do your do yourself a favor and go get a haircut. Get it? Yeah. You know what? Actually, clean yourself up. Yeah. Will you? 
Get yourself together. Come we on, you're coming here every Thursday looking like this. You knew you knew this was coming. This is an informal affair, okay? We appreciate you coming. Least you could do is but get a haircut. Please lower those ears. I feel more aerodynamic, to be honest yeah. with you. Like you when I'm walking know. around and it is oppressively <laughs> hot in Philadelphia this week. It does feel I'm walking like- around, I'm feeling like airflow around my head. Yeah. I can feel my ears again. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's, but I have the same haircut that every white person has. Uh, so you, have I, a, you have a slight, you have a more specific version. You're, you're a little, <laughs> you're a little higher. I have, a, I have a high. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it is a little bit higher. It's a little bit tighter, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. but I'm, I have the, 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 the benefit. I have the luxury of walking into virtually any store or place of business. How you want your haircut, uh, sir? I'm white. Got it. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got got it. Say guy. no more. One white millennial coming up. Yeah. In a, One white screen. white millennial. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great for me. You know, I don't really have to think about it. Right. Uh, which means I get to reserve my brain space for for this, for Wednesday, for Comic Book Junto, for new comics. And that's what this is all about. You know, everything I do is attempting to reserve all of my brain, just holding it all together, all of my energy. So I can use that in a conversation with you. Hey, well, I appreciate you. Appreciate you being there and doing that. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Happy Brown Bag Day. Same to you and same to you as well. Internet. Happy Brown Bag Day. Um, Speaking of Brown Bag Day in Philadelphia, there's a lot of geekness about to go down. Yes. Because Wizard World is going to be in Philadelphia June 2nd through the 5th. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Philadelphia Convention Center. We're just going to have Geek Fest. Yeah. Uh, this is this is one of my favorite times of the year because you see people just cosplaying. And, and the co- Convention Center is close to Chinatown. So if you're walking around in Chinatown, you see people just cosplaying up and down the street. And like, whoa, Scarlet Witch is going to get some dim sum. There you That's go. What's up? I'm, I'm, I'm up on that. I want to do that. Yo, Deathstroke, where do you go to get bomb me, my dude? Let me just follow you into this, <laughs> this little bodega. There we go. Yeah. Spending quality time with our people. I like that. Yes. And I was I was looking at the roster of people who are expected this weekend in Philadelphia mm-hmm. at Wizard World. Mm-hmm. We're talking Dominic Cooper, mm-hmm. Haley Atwell, Sebastian Stan, Chris yep. Hemsworth, Chris yep. Evans, yep. Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Mackie, George St. Pierre. I'm sorry. George St. Pierre is, a, is a, a UFC fighter, former okay. uh, champion. Odd man out. In this, in this line. Yeah, but you know, they have WWE <laughs> fighters and stuff like that. I know, not, but he's, excuse me, wait, back up. Not WWE fighters, because that is not accurate. UFC. UFC, they have WWE guys, wrestlers on Comic-Con yeah. kind of like runs. Yeah. So when I saw GSP, I was like, oh, okay, that fits. Okay. That makes sense. GSP, G, like he goes by GSP. Yes. Okay. What I'm saying is he's he is in between Anthony Mackie and Stanley Tucci, and I'm curious, like... Well, what, what was yeah. the theme? Yeah. What was the theme? Well, you know, man, geek culture, it just kind of encompasses so many different things. Yeah. So that's the cool thing. And then that's also the different thing. You can't really nail it down. Yeah. Like we're sitting here talking about music and people can go, that's not comics. It's like, well, I don't agree with you. Have yeah. you seen the cover of Liquid Swords? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, yeah, absolutely. have you seen all of the hip hop variants in Marvel? Like, have you heard... Like almost every rapper refer themselves to some sort of alter ego, almost AKA always. the blah, blah, blah. Those like I mean, killer, AKA Tony Stark. Yeah. So, I mean, like geek culture, you can't nail it down and say, you know, 
hey, it's not this. It doesn't fit in only one box. That's what I'm trying to say. You yeah. can say what it's not, but it doesn't fit in only one box is a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, agreed, right. agreed. Are you going to Wizard World this weekend? Yes, I'm going to go either Friday or Saturday, probably yeah. Saturday. Do you have something in particular that you want to see? Um, I want to check out some of the panels, yeah. and I'm definitely going to just... I want to definitely, definitely, definitely want to check out the artist area. If You're just going to spread the word about Comic Book Junto, right? I mean... As the hey, opportunity, hey, have you listened to Comic Book Junto? Hey, as the opportunity presents itself, that's exactly what I'll do. Hey, I'm Octavius A. Newman. You can follow me at Octavius A. Newman. Sir, that's enough. Sir, that's, sir, that's enough. <laughs> yes, Come good. with me. That'd be good. That was Octavius's very short-lived visit to Wizard World. Right. Yeah. But um, I don't know if they have like an artist alley, but if they do, I always love going in there. I always Local love talent, checking out. Man. I love that too. Yeah, checking out the illustrators, talking to people, finding out possibly new illustrators for for Bear Fruit. Mm-hmm. I've you know, like I just love that kind of stuff. I yeah. love seeing who did what and like actually meeting the person. Going, wow, you made this. Yeah, I love that. Or wow, you get to actually talk to the person who made that thing. Like, so I'm really looking forward to going to New York City Comic Con yep, in October. But as many opportunities as I ha- I can I can go to a convention, I'm going to go. Yeah. So if there's one in my backyard, I'll, I'll be there. My, I, I love going to conventions because I like uh, seeing local artists. I like seeing artists that I love and yeah. writers and celebrities, the panels and uh, finding out new information about projects that are coming. There's so many good things about it. Being in, in your community and surrounded by people who you don't really need to explain yourself to. You can just, you know, jam with them, talk about, it's interesting. Hey, you say how, that. how do you feel about cat being Hydra? Hey, how do you feel about miles Morales? Maybe getting a movie, you know, yeah. you, you can just riff with people. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my thing though. I know I'm going to spend, Oh my God, I'm going to spend so much money and I'm I'm going to spend money to, to get a ticket to come to the show. Uh So I'm like paying cover charge to get into the shopping mall where I'm going to buy a lot of collector statues. I'm like, "Mm, shoot. That's the convention life. I know. Yep. I know. So this, I'm trying to use some of that podcast money, mm-hmm. that that sweet, sweet podcast. That's money. that's coming rolling in. That's right. Internet. Yeah. If you think that there's lots of money in podcasting, <laughs> you are incorrect. Yes. Well, no, excuse me. Back up. There is money in podcasting. If you think we are making lots of money off podcasting, yeah, you are incorrect. But with all of our sweet sponsors like Rosenberger's Lemonade, right? Know, back when we had them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that left us high and dry. And you know what I need when I'm high and dry? Ooh, some lemonade. How about that? Thank you, Rosenberg. Full circle. Appreciate right. your sponsorship. And thank you for listening. Five stars and positive comment. Of course. Mr. and Mrs. Rosenberger. <laughs> so look, let's get into some news here because we've got a few things that we want to go over. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm looking forward to getting into some stuff. So we are hearing about this whole Thor Ragnarok thing. There's news. We're finding out about possibly the actress who's playing Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson. You know? Yeah. Yep, really excited about that. And Jeff Goldblum is going mm-hmm. to be in it. Mm-hmm. But now the word on the street is that Thor Ragnarok and Planet Hulk are going to kind of be like coming together in one movie in the Thor Ragnarok thing. So very yeah. similar to the movie that we just saw that we all love, Captain America Civil War. It's called Captain America Civil War, but it's very much a you know, ensemble cast of a whole bunch of different people. And, you know, we get Spider-Man, we get Iron Man, we get Black Panther, we get and Captain America and Bucky and Falcon and Scarlet Witch. And uh you know what I mean? Uh So from what we're hearing, 
when we get this Thor Ragnarok movie, we're going to be getting just as much Thor as we are Planet Hulk. Yeah. So if you have or haven't read the Planet Hulk storyline, I read a little bit of it. I haven't read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, I hear a lot of positivity coming from that. Yeah, it's really exciting. I like the idea of seeing Hulk in that kind of Coliseum vibe. Oh, yeah. Where he's wearing the armor yeah. and fighting against different like gladiators and space and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I think it's really interesting that Thor and Hulk are going to be in this movie together, and both of them were absent in Civil War. Yeah. So this I'm, is kind of this movie's kind of like what where were they at? Yeah, yeah. What were they up to when everything else was going down? So yeah. I'm excited to visit them, and I love the idea of Jeff Goldblum being the grandmaster, the guy who's like running this gladiator game sort of thing, mm-hmm. and pitting the Hulk or Thor against a bunch of other people. I'm all about it. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and I remember I, there was a rumor that Planet Hulk was going to get its own movie. Yeah, I, I don't know that if too. that could stand on its own two legs. So it seems like this would make sense to at least test it out or infuse it into some other movie. I honestly, when I heard about Thor Ragnarok, I was kind of like, whatever. Like I, I it like because the the last Thor movie didn't, it wasn't bad yeah. by any stretch, but it just wasn't my favorite Marvel movie. Sure. So when I heard they're making another one, it's like, okay, fine, you know, sure. We're gonna I, go have you it. changed <laughs> hearing this news? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. all yeah. right. I'm kind of a little more into it now. So yeah, yeah. I I think everything changed for me where. As soon as Tessa Thompson was announced to be Valkyrie, I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I am on board now. I'm officially excited for this movie, whereas I was with you not that long ago. I eh, I didn't really care one way or another. Right. What I am excited for, as far as Marvel movies go, is the potential for Miles Morales to hit the big screen. That's big. And the word is... That there's going to be an animated Spider-Man movie. We know that. And we heard about that. That's right. In 2018, we're going to get an animated Spider-Man movie. Right. It's going to come to us from the people who did the Lego movie. I like where we're going. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I like this. And potentially feature Miles Morales. Whoa. Over Peter Parker. This is what we've been wanting. Yes. We've been wanting Miles yes. Morales yes. in the yes. Marvel Cinematic yes. Universe. Yes. We've been wanting, wanting, wanting that. And when they, you know, cast the new Peter Parker Spider-Man, it was like, oh, that's awesome. Eh, but whatever. But when we, I think when we all saw him on screen, we we're like, oh, we love this. We can't wait. Kind of in the back of your mind. It would be nice if it was Miles. But yeah. I'm really excited for this. I really like the casting now that I've seen it. It feels good. This is like the best Spider-Man we've ever seen on TV. You you Uh, mean not TV in the movie? You mean with Spidey that we got in Civil War? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yes, that's right. So once I actually saw him in the movie, I was like, I love it. Love what you've done. Yeah. Um, But the Miles Morales thing didn't go away. Mm -hmm. I just was kind of like, this guy's really good. So to hear that. Miles Morales is potentially going to get his own movie and possibly a continuous, you know, continuing movie series. Yeah. That's really awesome. It's it's really interesting, too, because apparently the word is that this is going to exist separately from any Marvel continuity whatsoever. What does that mean? That means it has no bearings or relation to the MCU. Okay. And this would be the first animated Marvel movie that would come to the big screen. Right. Which is interesting in its own right. Mm -hmm. This would also be the first time that we see a character, a flagship character, but it's, you know, a variant of that person. It's a Spider-Man movie, but it's not Peter Parker. It's Miles. Right. So that's a first as well. Right. And that's exciting. And the fact that it's separated from the rest of the world, you know, it's a cartoon. It's animation. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be... um, 
attached to the events or beholden yeah. to the continuity of the rest of them means they can do more creative things. Right. I think I'm, I'm so about this. The, the idea that this is actually being considered, even this, if this is just a rumor, I'm still happy this is being considered. I'm and excited I, that it's being considered, but I'd be more excited if it was confirmed. Well, maybe, you know, you know what I mean? Maybe through conversations like this one. Because we know or, you guys are listening. So yeah, thank you. L- listeners, if, if you're excited about this, like we are, if you tweet about it, if you talk about it, you share it with other people, you know, those are the sorts of things that create a certain swell. And I like to think at a certain point, you know, executives pay attention to that stuff. They, they got their SEO hawks you know they're like yep. listening in on what people are talking about on yep. the deep yep. web yep so um, i don't know i feel like maybe we can make a difference if it is just a rumor we get real excited about it they wouldn't want to take it away from paying customers right mm-hmm. well we you know who knows we have no clue what's going on behind closed doors nope, but it's the, exciting the biggest concern i have um is that it said sony was doing it so uh, that yeah. made me go oh yeah. so it's not the guys I like, not Marvel Studio. So that kind of made me go, uh, I yeah. don't, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see because we just have just seen that Marvel Studios knows what they're doing with these characters. But when you tell me the guys who did the Lego movie are involved, yes. then I'm like, oh well, I trust them because they're about to do the Lego Batman movie as well, right? Mm-hmm. So Lego Batman movie from the trails looks amazing, yeah. Um, yeah. like. The Lego movie itself was fantastic. So um I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm 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 absolutely But internet, in. you knew I was in. I didn't have to tell you that. That's not the only new movies news that we have. Uh in fact, we have a, a couple of stories uh for new movies. Um what you know about Doc Savage? Anything? Doc Savage, I know what I've recently Googled. Yeah. But I can't say that I spent a lot of time with him, my own personal time reading him. Yeah, he's not on the tip of, of our tongues, largely. Yeah, like he's, I, I don't know a whole lot about, about him. So this is this is a relatively new character to me, but yeah. funny to find out he's super old. Like yeah. aka the first superhero ever. That's right. Considered to be the first superhero. Doc Savage is also considered to be the inspiration for Superman. That's what I heard. Right. And so Doc Savage was created in 1933 mm-hmm. in Pulp Magazines and inspired other characters. I think we got Superman in 1938. So apparently, so I heard it's like five. He, he was created five years beforehand. Yeah. The Man of Bronze mm-hmm. is Doc Savage. Superman is the Man of Steel. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. They, they say that uh, Doc Savage is... One of his nicknames was Superman. Was Superman. His name is Clark. His Clark name's Savage. Clark Savage. Yeah. We got Clark Kent, who is Superman. Uh-huh. He has a fortress of solitude. Right. But this is Savage all new is- stuff that I learned. I'm like, well, they pretty much just bit off this dude. Yeah. And made a new character. I think that's just how it used to be, though. Like, it, that's 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 how it used to be. Oh, y'all going to do Hawkeye? Green Arrow. Yeah, exactly. I don't know who was first, so internet, don't get on me about. Well, I, well actually, uh, Hawkeye wasn't first. Like, it, but it would be that sort of, y- y'all are going to do Thunderbolts, we're going to do Suicide Squad. Y'all are going to do Man Thing, we're going to do Swamp Thing. Right. I'm like, it's... It, we it, see a lot of that. been doing that forever. Yeah. Um, the news here is The Rock, Dwayne, mm. our man Dwayne, yes. is officially going to be playing... Doc Savage. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yo, man, I'm a huge rock fan. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a rock fan as an adult, like similar to how I was an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. You know, like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it, it's like, okay, so when are we going to go see that? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like, that, that is the that would be the signal of the movie that I want to see. Like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. Okay, cool. Okay, we're so in. I'm on board. When, when do we go see Eraser? Mm. You know, Kindergarten oh, Eraser. Yeah, Kindergarten wow. Cop. Okay, when do we go see that? <laughs> you know, for real, it's just like I'm going to go see it because Arnold's in it. So as an adult, it's very similar. Like if The Rock is doing it, I'm like, okay. I'm going to check it out. More and more often, I feel like this show is just a show talking about news relating to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And, Kev- and Kevin Hart. Yeah, and Kevin Hart. You're like Basically, Comic Book Junto has transitioned from being a comic book and geek culture show mm-hmm. to just being updates on the activities. What is Kevin Hart and what is Dwayne The Rock Johnson doing? What are they doing? Yeah. If we yeah. if we could just, if we do a one shot series where we talk about media movies or albums maybe uh-huh. then we just need to do a, a whole different sub series where it's comic book Junto what's Kevin Hart up to no we're not doing where's he can't, we can't do that no we do, you know we do sightings what grocery store is he at this sounds this you sounds know, really where's he going out to and have inappropriate fun? what movies does he like <laughs> I don't think we need all this information. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson is everywhere. That's the point. Uh huh. He is ubiquitous. He is all over the place. Like yeah. talking about Jumanji. He's yeah. got this movie Central Intelligence coming out. Yeah. You know, uh, I think he, he's, he's going to be Black Adam in yeah. Shazam. And he's got Fast Eight coming out. Yeah. And he's got uh, this Rampage. Remember the Rampage video? Rampage, game? The, the old Nintendo and arcade game. Apparently, yeah. he, there's going to be a movie based off of that. I heard there's going to be a San Andreas 2. How do you do that? <laughs> like, y'all messed up. The whole place. They're going to go somewhere else. <laughs> San Andreas to Paris. Yeah. No, it's not San Andreas anymore, though. Yeah, but we'll just call it something else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Rock is a dude. Like, I, when I heard this news, I was like, this dude is working. He's busy. He is getting it in while he can get it in. Do you have the Rock Clock, his app? No, I heard about it, it, though. Like, that John goes off at 4.30 in the morning and wakes you up. Wait, it has to go off at 4.30? Well, you can set it up so you wake up at the same time he does. And that's 4.30 in the morning. Okay. And he's posting to Instagram, 4.30 in the morning, alarm goes off, and I'm, I'm hitting the gym. Uh-huh. And like oh, he's going to the gym. Eating barbells or whatever he does in there. I, I, I don't no think, idea. Adam, I'm pretty sure that if he's eating a barbell, he wouldn't be with us anymore. I've never seen the inside of a gym. I don't really know what you do. That's not true, Adam. In that space. Adam's over here bursting out of his pizza shirt. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I'm talking about he doesn't know the inside of a gym. I'm just saying. Little do you know... Adam gets aerodynamic with his haircuts so that when he train when he's training, he can get the most out of what God's given him. I just want to look like Dwayne. Yeah. I want to look like Dwayne. Well, keep tanning, man. You're almost there. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate, <laughs> really appreciate that. Keep tanning. Uh, okay, let's continue on the movie news. Uh, James Bond, the series mm-hmm. as we know it, is mm-hmm. coming to a close. Daniel Craig does not want to be James Bond anymore, is no longer going to be doing those movies. The team making those movies, no longer going to be making those movies. Mm-hmm. So James Bond is going to change a little bit. Yeah. This so they're pretty much, it's, pretty much, it's pretty much up in the air because Daniel Craig is like, I am done. Yeah. I'm off this. I'm out. I'm cool. No, I understand that. Too. They offered him a lot of money, didn't they? And he was like, nah, son, I'm good. It, it's it's got to be a roller coaster because it seems like every other James Bond movie he was making was mm-hmm. excellent. Mm-hmm. Every other was not so hot. How many make do we know? Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. What happened after that? Yeah, you was, got him on the deck. Skyfall. I, I know think, Skyfall was one of them. I think Skyfall came after Quantum of Solace, and then the most recent one was Spectre. Okay, so I would say I think four. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice that that spanned a nice period of time. Too. Yeah, and it, it seems like they did well. But you know, Casino Royale was awesome. Quantum of Solace, ho hum. 
I thought Skyfall was fantastic. I, I still haven't even seen Spectre, and that's something. I haven't seen it, yeah. Either way, Daniel Craig is no longer going to be the man, James Bond. So, which means we're talking about other people taking on the helm. Right. And some interesting possibilities, mm-hmm. like Emilia Clark. Tell me who this the is. The woman who plays Daenerys in Game of Thrones. Now, and would very much like to be, wait for it, Jane Bond. Okay, internet, full disclosure, I'm on season one of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm like episode four, five, six, something like that. Yeah. I know everybody's like, oh, come on, you got to watch this. I was talking to my buddy, uh, uh, Charles Edwards today and he was just like Octavius yeah you gotta watch it well it's surprising I, it's surprising to me because I know how much you love good storytelling yeah that's what he told me Game of Thrones is is good storytelling it's, right it's you know sometimes it's a little inconsistent mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little problematic mm-hmm but it's good storytelling well the reason why I bring that up is because I, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with her so I, I don't feel like I have a whole lot to say as to whether or not she can or can't yeah. do it. Did you see the most recent Terminator? Yeah. Oh, that was her? That's her. That's her. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she did good in that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I didn't recognize she, that was her. She has the action chops. You she know what? The long white hairs would throw me off. Now that you say it, I'm, yeah. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in my mind. And I'm like, oh, that is her. And this is the sort of thing where we, full disclosure, we have to say, you know, this came from. I think an interview in which she just kind of she wants informally tosses her hat into the ring. It doesn't. So a lot of times, what people say, the internet can take it as this is going to happen or these are happening. But then there are some other trusted sources that are like, man, these guys have been right like ninety eight percent of the time for yeah. everything they've said. So if they're saying this, this is probably right. This yeah. is a scenario where an actress just said something out loud. You know what I mean? And it's not like there's any kind of news site that's saying this is probable. I mean, we've heard everything from Diddy, who's going to be James Bond, <laughs> to Idris Elba, you oh, know, please, who's going to be James Bond, please. to now Amelia Clark is going to be James Bond. And, yeah. you know, but I would really like to see um, Idris. Well, you know what I heard, too? Um, other possibilities to be James Bond. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, uh, who else is in there? Um, well, basically all of the, the women who are going to be ghostbusters, really? Leslie Jones. Really? Yeah. They're just doing that whole, every, every male, uh, character what? is now going to be a woman in order to upset f- entitled fans. Oh, okay. That's the notion here. I okay. think that's the idea. So what they're going to do is they're going to make a new James Bond series mm, mm-hmm. and there will be four James Bonds. Oh. Yeah, yeah. At once. Yeah, yeah. And it'll so be So James Bond Corps? Yeah, the, the the James Bond Corps. Hold on, wait a minute now. Sisterhood of the wait. Traveling Bonds. Yeah. This might not actually be a bad idea. Kate McKinnon. Melissa We're joking Carter, around internet. I will just to be clarified, but The reason I say that James is, Bond Corps, I, I say that I say that because yeah, it's like Batman Inc. Except it's James Bond. <laughs> yeah, right. I say it because I know I'm just waiting for the moment when someone is reading that article, learning about this news, this informal, like, yeah, I would want to play that, says Amelia Clark. And they're freaking out and saying, no, no, James Bond can't be a woman. Obviously, everything changes. And here we are. We're back into the same conversation that we have over and over and over again about what fans deserve. Where I am, uh-huh. I think it'd be interesting. James Bond's been around for a very long time. 
Let's freshen it up. Let's change it up. Let's do something different. I want to see Idris Elba for many of the same reasons. And also because Idris Elba is the king of everything. Idris Elba is that dude. He can do anything. Idris Elba is that dude. Yeah. And his, what his advertisements for Tanqueray gin. (laughs) He's James Bond in those advertisements. Pretty much. He's just James Bond. Luther is basically just James Bond. I think Luther is actually kind of cool. Like, like cooler than James Bond. Yeah. I would give you that. He's a little more, he's a little grittier. He's rougher. He, he has some dimension. Yeah. Which is something that we were seeing in Daniel Craig and movies like Skyfall. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly James Bond has some weaknesses. Yeah. Cause the other James Bonds was just kind of like a superhero. Pierce Brown and running, running around yeah. just, you know, with no, no, like he just had the smug look on his face no matter what. Yeah. No matter what, he's like totally unshaken, totally unstirred at all times. Yeah. You know hey. I mean? Okay. Saw what I did there on the I low. did. I did. I really like that. You know? All right. You know? I got how, how, how would you feel if Amelia Clark got this role? Uh, I would. I would be like, okay, what are we doing? I'd be asking questions. Like uh-huh. my thing. My th- Listen. I don't know if it's my upbringing. I don't know if I, how I was raised or whatever, but. I don't know if it's me learning to keep my foot out of my mouth, you know, over, over time. Which is a hell of a skill, by the way. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just shut up and go, tell me more. Mm -hmm. Like before I pass judgment, because I can't make a judgment based off of, okay, this woman's playing James Bond. Okay. So tell me more about it. Yep. You know, so that's where I am. Is it the same universe? Yeah. Is it a different universe? Is it a reboot? You know, is she playing a role? Is she, is she dressed up as a man? Is she, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. So I can't really speak on it. If I haven't heard it, seen it, understood it, I need more information. That's right. I can't really have an opinion, but I know I don't have any kind of, this can't happen because we're talking about fictional characters. Yeah. These are not real people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. So maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't work. Um, but at the same time, I understand where people have this vision in their mind of this is how this character is, mm-hmm. but it's not yours. Mm-hmm. You know, other potential, uh, other potential candidates for the new James Bond, um, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart. Wow. Yeah. At the, at the same time. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. They would, they would join the core. Okay. And they, it would, they would have like a, a, you know, a twosome thing. Okay. As ones. So buddy cop, James Bond. That's just central intelligence, but James Bond. Pretty much. That's what uh-huh. we've already got. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Why are they not paying us to write? <laughs> That's have, what I need to know. You know what? I have a hunch. I have a hunch as to why they're not paying us Why to is write. that? What is your hunch? Uh, the ideas are too good. They're too progressive. I think oh, that's what yeah. it is. We're too far ahead. Yeah. It's so far ahead they can't see us. It's just a little too It's like something's a small speck in the distance. We're like the Us- Usain Bolt of, of excellent movie ideas. Whoosh. That yeah. was us. Just... Sorry, blazing past you. We're too far ahead. You got to keep up. Can't do it. All right, keep up with this. X-Men Legion. Okay. Well, I should break this down a little bit. Yes, because you had to explain this to me a little bit. Okay. Legion is the name of a character in the X-Men universe Mm -hmm. in Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. Legion is a mutant, the son of Charles Xavier. And Legion has a really interesting power set where Legion is, um, I, I don't know if this is actually the specific word that I should be using, but for lack of a better one, schizophrenic, whereas multiple personality disorder. Okay. And each one of those personalities has a different mutant ability. What? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. 
I like this. So each of Legion's personalities. How many personalities? So he has dissociative personality disorder. Yeah. And he has multiple. How many personalities does he have? Do we know? Or is it kind of like he has, he just clicks through a whole bunch of them and you don't know which one's going to pop up? That's a good question. I'm not totally sure. The idea, though, with Legion is Legion is always. Hence Legion. Legion, exactly. Got it. Right. The idea is Legion is always a little unstable. So. I would imagine. Difficult to control having all of those personalities and each one of them has their own power set. Really, really interesting idea. Also a really strange character that doesn't show up all the time in comics. And when Legion does, it's a little weird. And and not everybody follows along with it. There was a Legion series, I think last year, that just didn't last for a super long time. The point of this story is, however, there is a Legion TV show which means an X-Men TV show, okay. which has been signed by FX. Okay. So FX has bought this show. It is happening. I'm going to tell you why I'm excited about this. Yeah. Because I trust FX. I haven't even told you the best part. Tell me more. The person who is the showrunner for this is Noah Hawley. And Noah Hawley is responsible for Fargo. Oh! Yeah, Fargo was yeah. Dope. Fargo was very. He's the what dope. now? He's the producer or the director? The showrunner. So this oh, is the man. person who is oh, in man. charge. Yeah. Yo, Fargo is so good. Yeah, I mean, and, and the reason why I'm excited about this, like I said before, is because I trust FX's um, like series. Yeah, the People versus OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. You know, we've also got. I know I haven't really watched the Americans, but I know a lot of people love the Americans. I've heard very good things. We got Fargo. We got American Horror Story. A lot of people love that as well. You know, we've got Life. We've got Louie, another thing. Um, so there's 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 a whole bunch of the strain. I like I don't watch all of these shows. The ones that I actually watch that I'm naming are Fargo, Louie, um, and The People versus O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. And what else has been on F? Was it wasn't Sons of Anarchy on FX? Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, honest, yeah. I think I it was. Had, I haven't had cable in years, so yeah, I don't, I don't have it anymore either. FX anymore. But but either way, yeah, like good programming, great programming. Yeah. So I just love the idea of a live action X Men show. And it focuses on someone very specific. So we're not just saying like mutants everywhere, mutant aplenty. Yeah, this is kind of what we're talking about uh, with X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. Like you're just smashing too many things together. Like slow down. Yeah. Walk me through a character. Let's just follow one of these. And help me like care and understand Uh and then kind of build into something bigger from that. I'm so into this show idea. The pilot apparently has already been shot and some people have seen the pilot and they say it's excellent. Aubrey Plaza is in the show. I really like Aubrey Plaza. Uh, The person who is playing Legion is Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens was previously in Downton Abbey, which... I don't know about I you, but never, I was I was a Downton dude. Okay, never watched Downton. I was a Downton, Downton day in my life. I was a Downton dude. I was down with Downton. I don't know nothing about it. No, no. All right, it was all right. It was actually about it was about a bunch of mutants, and okay. like some of them work in the kitchen in the basement. Okay, royalty. Okay, and I think maybe some of them were Inhumans. Okay, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy was in that. Mm. It was good. It was a reboot. Internet, this is not true. <laughs> anyway, I'm rebooting Downton Abbey. For people who don't know, they're like, oh, really? Wow. I didn't know this. They're going on IMDb. It's not true. Adam's lying to you, Sorry, leading you astray. falsified. Yeah. yeah. So that, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This, you know what this really points me to again? What's this? Writers. Like, the, the creatives behind the IP make the IP. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's, yeah. it's not, 
it's not just the IP. You can mess Batman up. Yeah. You can mess Daredevil up. You can mess X-Men up. You can mess Spider-Man up. Or you can do Spider-Man really well. Yeah. So I really trust certain, you know, I guess, media companies. That's why Mr. Robot took me by surprise so much. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's like, can anything good come out of USA? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it did. It was. And it's like when they were like, oh, Mr. Robot, and I saw it was in USA, I was like, nah, I'm good. There's nothing. It took me a long time to get around to that, and I'm sad that I waited for as long as I did. So, like, when I see that this is going to be on FX, I'm really, like, excited because their track record has been so good for so long. Mm -hmm. So, I'm into it. That's our news for today. Yep. That's our new. It's a lot of upcoming this, upcoming that. A little bit of, uh, I don't know, just theorizing over where we're headed with certain franchises. I'm really excited about all this stuff coming up. I yes. think it's really good. Yeah. Good time to be a geek. Absolutely. Good time to be a geek. So now let's move into our next segment, which is going to be the talk back segment. Um, just so you know, if you want to shoot us a question, you can use hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter, and we can check that. You can shoot us questions that way, or you can send us an email to comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T dot com. Shoot questions to us. We love getting questions. We love getting feedback. We love getting your thoughts. So send us your questions that way, and your, your question may get featured on the show. Uh, we apologize that we can't get to every single person's question because if we did that, then we'd just be here for hours and hours and hours. Which, look, some of you don't mind that. Some of you do. Yes. So we're, we're just trying to meet you in the middle. Here. Yeah. Trying, trying to, to try to balance this joint out a little bit. I was talking to somebody today about uh, the review we did for the, the one shot that we did for X-Men uh-huh. for Apocalypse. Right. And the, the, this person asks me, he says, uh, well, first he says, hey, I'm, I want to listen to your uh, one shot. How long is it? Uh-huh. I said, uh, I think it's like an hour, an hour 20. Mm-hmm. And he goes, how long is the movie? <laughs> uh, it's like two and a half hours. And he says, I think I'm just going to see the movie. Well, you should see and the I movie said, first. Well, well, yeah, see the movie. You have to see the movie. Go yeah. see the movie. Yeah. But, you know. If you don't want to see the movie, maybe you should just listen to us, <laughs> and maybe you should just do that. Yeah, dude. So we talked for a little while about that. Follow through with that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. He, he was not in that camp that was saying, like, yeah, I want to listen to this for three hours. Yeah, I mean. Give me that, give me that uh, uh, Zack Snyder director's cut length. Yeah, we, don't, we, we want to be reasonable. We want to make sure <laughs> that if we're giving you a longer episode, it's full of, like, quality that you're going to appreciate yes. we don't want to just be you know giving you trash but at the same time <laughs> we can't ask answer every single question but please do continue to submit them um and also let me just take a moment to say mm. we want to use this time as well to to um like read off some of your reviews we haven't had too many new reviews on itunes lately so if yeah. you do like this if you're new if you're old and you haven't reviewed please leave us five stars and a positive comment on itunes on itunes so that we can just kind of hear some of your feedback in that way as well and that you can we can share the feedback with other people because what that does let me just break this down real quick the more five star five star ratings and positive comments we get the higher up we go on the itunes charts and the more and more people see us the more and more people see us more people listen the more people join the junto join the community Mm -hmm. more way more ways you guys can get connected and we can share this conversation with other people yeah so more voices more better that's right mo better mo better much mo better yeah 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 when they mo people Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh uh yeah yeah (laughs) all right let's get into some of that so first question um this is at Thrasher TX, 
Is that yeah, right? That's right. Okay. At Comic Book Junto, hashtag AskCBJ. How many storylines do you guys actively keep up with? It seems like there's so much to take in. How to choose? Question mark. Man, that is a good question. Yes. And I sat and I thought about it for a little while because I thought, I wonder if I can actually deliver a number. I can't. I don't think I can. No. And in order to explain that, I have to take a trip down memory lane a few years. Mm -hmm. When I first picked up Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man. This was was New 52 Reboot, right? New 52 Reboot. Uh, You and I are working at Big Fruit Company. Yep. I'm over at Fat Jack's Comic Crypt on 20th and Sansom in Philly. And I'm picking up Miles Morales, and I'm really excited about it. And I think the next week on a Wednesday, I go back, and I'm like, yeah, I'm so ready for the next Ultimate Mm Spider-Man. And much to my chagrin, it's not there. There's Mm -hmm. not a new one. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, did you get the new Ultimate Spider-Man? And the guy behind the counter says, no, that comes out next month. Right. The last one just came out. Yeah. And that's when I learned how this works. <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'm, I mean, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to fill in some gaps. Yeah. Pick some other stuff up. And now I'm reading several dozen different books mm-hmm. and I have no idea how many storylines I'm reading. Somehow I managed to actually stay in my, like I, I managed to stay understanding what's going on in different worlds. Yeah. But to the credit of most books that I read, they can keep me, and refresh me and let me know what's going down. Yeah. Not every book is able to do that. So sometimes I pick up a a, a comic and I have no idea what I read the last time Mm -hmm. and I have to revisit or I need a really, really healthy, substantial recap in that issue in order to proceed. So I'm working with several dozen storylines. How do I pick? I know you and I have talked about how we choose what we buy when we go in the store. Yeah. Sometimes I try things that do not work. Power lines. Yes. As an example. Did not work. Did not work. You wish you came out. Didn't work for your boy. No, I'm good on that. No, no, Young Metro does not trust that. No, I'm good. Uh, So sometimes I try stuff that doesn't work. Sometimes I try stuff that just kind of peters out. Yes. And sometimes I need to thin the herd because I need to make space for some new stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I pick up and read books that I really like a lot. Miss um, Marvel, Kamala Khan, I really mm-hmm. like a lot. Mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl, I really like a lot. Descender, Image, I really like a lot. But at a certain point, I'm like, mm, I just don't have space right now. I don't have bandwidth right now. Yeah. So I got to thin it out. That's why I rely on having conversations with you. That's why I rely on having conversations with other comic book fans who can tell me what's what. Right. What am I not reading right now that I need to? Yes. And what can you lend me? What can we share? Yeah. And that keeps us straight. That was one of the biggest parts of comic books back when I was a kid because I've been on and off of comic books for years. I've always read comic books sporadically, but New 52 was the time when I was kind of like, I'm back in. Yeah. Full fledged, full scale. I'm back into it. Train's but, pulling into the station and it's waiting for you. Yes. And it is time to get on. Yeah. Welcome I, back, Octavius. That, we missed you. Hey. We, we blew up the world since you last saw us. Now we're going to restart. It's all good. But <laughs> I, I mean, and I think, I think that when it comes to like reading certain books, I have some internal rules that I don't know if I've vocalized oh. Out, oh. outward. No, whatever. But they? as I think through them, it's kind of like, Okay, now this all might not make sense because, again, it's internal. Yeah. It's not like I don't have it written down, but kind of walk with me for a little bit. Sure. So here's what I do. One, it's emotional. Yeah. 
Yeah, Batman, love it. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Superman, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that kind of thing. That's like the first layer. Yeah. The first layer of decision making is does that pique my interest? I don't feel a responsibility like I have to and I gotta do that. So yeah. that's the beginning. It's like seeing someone attractive. Yeah. Like you're not gonna approach somebody who's not attracted to you, yeah. attractive to you. Like it's, a, it's an emotional impulse. Right. You have to have that initial, ooh, that cover looks good, or mm, that's interesting. Da, da, da. Yeah. So that's one thing. Another thing is suggestion. Yeah. People are like, yo, you gotta check such and such out. Same thing like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones probably wouldn't be a thing that I would necessarily dive into if the whole world wasn't talking about it. Yeah, sure. Sons of Anarchy, not a thing I'd probably check out unless my, my man Charles Edwards was like, yo, yeah. you have to watch this. You know what I mean? So suggestion is a big thing. Mm-hmm. What I try to do is I try to give it an arc. Okay. I try to give it an arc. So we're, we're thinking like between four and six issues. Right. I try to give it an arc. If I feel like I am forcing myself through an arc, I let it go. You cut. So here's what happens. Sometimes if I go in, here, here's, here's like, a, here's like a, a, a flag for me. If I go in and I'm cutting books and I can cut you super easy, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a big sign to me. That's I really right. don't care about this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not cutting certain books. Yeah. Like I am getting this book. Like, Sp- Spider-Man Miles Morales ain't getting cut. Yeah. Black Panther is not getting cut. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. books like that, they they like I can't wait till the next one comes out. Yeah. But there's other books that I like, but I don't like enough that I have to read it right now. And then it's when I tap into the fact that they're trade paperbacks. Yeah. I'll circle back around. If I if I'm two, three, four, five issues away yeah i'm not gonna put the pressure on myself to i gotta catch up i gotta catch up i'm gonna wait till that trade comes out i'm gonna pick the trade up and then if i have and if i like it then i'll hop back on it you know so that's kind of like the internal way i deal with it i'll try to like when i get into my my brown bag today my pull list i have a lot of books in there and i bought a lot of those books going okay let's see how this goes yeah yeah i'm gonna give this a handful of issues, give it an arc or so. I was just texting with Kenny uh, Simba Sparks about this. Yeah. Um, about this earlier. He was like, yeah, I just bought these books. I'm going to give them like three three issues and I'm going to see how it goes. And I was like, yeah, I tried to give it an arc. Sure. Um, but if I don't, but if, I, if I'm, again, if I'm fighting through the arc, I'm not, like I'm not reading. Like I told you guys before, what comics do you really not like? It's like, it's not... There's not much that I don't like that I'm going to spend time on. Yeah. So does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's a negotiation that you have to make for yourself. Yeah. And it is emotional. My, my sense is if I've read a comic book and I don't want to talk about it with other people, then that's a strike against it. Yeah. If I'm not excited to have that be present in a conversation, yo, did you just read that issue where wasn't it funny when that thing happened? Did you see that thing? If I don't have excitement to talk about the content of the issue, then I'm thinking I I'm just, I'm just yeah. chewing it and putting yeah. it down, yeah. I guess. And it, sometimes it surprises me when I find out I really did like something that maybe I dropped off of and then I'll go and revisit it. Mm-hmm. Not that long ago, I was on the subway and I was, I was coming into the office and I saw someone across from me pull a, a trade paper back out of her backpack. She was a, an older woman and she's sitting on the train and it's, it's 
Squirrel Girl. She was reading The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Immediately, I want to go and sit down next to her and be like, oh, man, that was a good issue. When she goes toe-to-toe with Galactus, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I haven't kept up with it. Have you? What are you reading it still? Yeah. You know, and then I realized, you know what, I, I really did like that. But at the time, I was thinking, okay, I could conceivably get rid of this because I'm not talking to anyone about it. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of that. I, I give it more life. I give it a longer life. If I have somebody to converse with. Here's the big thing I want you to walk away with, Thrasher, TX. Your comic book reading experience is supposed to be fun. So if you feel pressure, I gotta keep up. That to me is like a ding, 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 ding. It's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. This isn't work. Unless you read comic books for a living, which is different. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And we don't do it for a living. There's certain stuff that we're going to read. But even in doing that, we enjoy, we're reading it because we enjoy talking about it with each other and with you. So when it comes to like keeping up with books, I would say as long as you're enjoying it and you can afford it, yeah, keep picking it up. It's going to be fun. At the moment you stop enjoying it, then start considering letting it go. Mm-hmm. I give it... A f- at least an arc mm-hmm. you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i don't want to decide off of one issue unless it totally is just a bad smell in my nose and a bad taste in my mouth yeah. like if i open the book and i'm like oh no not, uh, no well th- there's nothing don't be afraid to do that so yeah. don't feel locked in either way like have the freedom to be able to do what you want to do with your comic book reading experience. I think it's also interesting to read something that you didn't like and to talk to somebody about that. And if that person did like it, ask them why. Like, and I, yo, what, why? What, we what we on the show that? have read a book separately going, I don't like that. Yeah. And then got on the mics and talked about it and gone, oh, man, this is way better than we... We read it by ourselves. Yeah. Like it yeah. actually became good when we started talking about it. And like, oh, I didn't see that. And oh, I didn't notice that. Well, man, because sometimes someone else's excitement can spark something in you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Sometimes if you're just like, you might be in a mood, some it might trigger something in you, or it might not trigger something in you. And you yeah. might be like, whatever. And someone else's passion, excitement, like, like strong feelings and what they got out of it might make you go, hold on, let me look at this thing. I didn't I see any of that. Yeah. I didn't see, where did you see that part? Mm-hmm. So sharing, sharing, like we always say, sharing is the most fun when it comes to the comics. Honestly, I feel like the number answer to that is upwards of 20 for me though. I, I have no idea how oh, to yeah. count this. I have no idea how to count this. Yeah. Not a clue. Because you pick up different books every week. So if you pick up at least four books a week, Let's say, let's say three books a week, three, six, nine, 12, three, yeah. six, nine, 12. Right. So it's at least, you know, and those are all different books every week. It's yeah. not like you're picking up the same book every week. No. Unless it's your double shipping. Yeah. Like DC. Which is happening with DC Rebirth right yeah. now. So, whew. So there, hopefully that answers. Tweet at Adam and I and let us know if that, if that answer made sense. Yeah. And if maybe we can talk a little bit more on the Twitter's. Isn't that what the kids are calling it? The Twitters? The Twitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. what do you uh, what uh, what the kid call it? Uh, if you want to snap us. What the thing uh, uh if you want to snapchat. Uh, put, put it on the Twitters. If you wanted to hashtag What hey, they calling the thing? You know what? Why don't you just hashtag? Huh? Why don't you just hashtag me? What'd you say? Huh? I don't understand internet vernacular. I think this was this was established. Put it on the Twitters, boy. Did, you're not understand. listening to me. That's the problem. You're not listening. Put it on the Twitter like I done told you to. Now I don't, I don't know if I have the Twitters. These generations don't listen to their elders. That sounds like something wrong with your stomach. 
<laughs> I got the Twitters. Oh, no, I got the Twitters. <laughs> Can't you see? Look at me. I got the Twitters. Help me. <laughs> no, but seriously, tweet at us and let us know. That's funny. I got the Twitters. That, <laughs> that sounds terrible. There's no way I'm the first person to think Oh, my that. gosh. That's, that's my I got the Twitters. Okay. Um, next question comes in email form. Yes. So, um, should I read the email first and then you're going to kind of explain or what do you, how, which way should we do this? Well, if do you want to give just an introduction of what prompted this email? I, would, this I email think you was should. A response. I think you should. Okay. All right. We, we got an email from a listener named Sam and Sam sent us a, a meaty email, a substantial email of length and he's got a lot of ideas in here. He has, he has a lot happening inside of this. But um, ultimately, what Sam mentions is he read something that I had tweeted, a link that I had tweeted mm-hmm. to an article, which is in reference to Steve Rogers, Captain America, the whole Hail Hydra thing. Yeah. Right. So now in the, in the internet, just so you can kind of bear with us for a little bit, I'm going to read the email, but I want Adam to kind of explain, because he references something in the email that if you don't have a, an understanding, yeah, we're like, you're, we're like, you're going to be lost. So I'm going to give the most base level, the fundamental breakdown of what that article was right that that Sam's email is in response to I tweeted and I shared this on Facebook as well um I shared an excerpt from an article that was written by a woman for a website called panels and panels.net uh covers a lot of different like culture media stuff and the woman who wrote this piece her name is Jessica Plummer mm-hmm. and Jessica was writing in response to the fact that Captain America is revealed to be Hydra, which is big news, and everybody is responding to it. Mm-hmm. Everyone has opinions. Mm-hmm. Everyone is upset or interested, or you know, virtually every feeling one can have yeah. is being had. Yeah. But there is a lot of outrage. And I read this piece and I was interested in it because the woman who wrote it, Jessica, is Jewish. And Jessica has a very, 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 very big issue with the notion of Captain America, a character created by Jewish people, suddenly be Hydra, affiliated with something that he fought. And Hydra is a a group that was frequently affiliated with anti-Semitism, right? So... The gist of this piece is Jessica is really disgusted by Marvel. And, and I'm, I don't want to boil down this piece as though it's it's very easy to understand or, or simple because I, th- I thought it was well thought. It's admittedly in- emotional. And Jessica goes out of her way to say, here's the deal. This is emotional. I'm, I have emotions toward this. And this is how I feel. But she's condemning the fact that Marvel is doing this as a, a means to sell comics. She's also, you know, maybe indirectly condemning people who are going to pick up the comic book Mm -hmm. and saying, uh, if you were even entertaining this story idea, you were endorsing Marvel's decision to make this a story idea to sell comics. Okay. And she was really outraged because she's saying, you know, here's the deal. We are making light of a group of people who killed millions in World War II. Before World War II. Okay. Um, and we are making light and entertainment of a, a patriotic symbol now having an affiliation with a group associated with Nazis. 
That's totally uncool with that, me. Now this is this is what she said. This is what Jessica is. That is not necessarily what we think or agree with. That's that, what she's saying. That's correct. And the the piece that I had shared specifically says, "Quote: If this story doesn't hurt you, good. I'm genuinely glad. I don't want anyone else to have the gorge rise in their throat when they read the entertainment news. I love comics. I don't want them to make people feel angry and betrayed. But understand that not feeling that way comes from a place of privilege. And don't dismiss the concerns of those of us who are upset just because you have the luxury not to be." There's a lot in this piece, and the reason that I shared it is because I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but it really gives me a more clear perspective of a person who would be close to this being very painful. I'm not Jewish, mm-hmm. and the the hurt that comes from Captain America being associated with Hydra, mm-hmm. even if it's just, you know, whatever, a story idea that will be resolved, mm-hmm. as we all know, mm-hmm. eventually it will be. It'll all go back to normal. Yeah. Um, he was just dead. Yeah, he was he's, just dead. Let's you know, keep that in he's mind. He's back now. Uh, so, you know, this this offered me a little bit of perspective, which I think is really helpful. Even if I don't agree 100%. And Sam had sent us an email, I, I think, kind of in response to that. Yeah. So let me get into this email because it's it's a, it's a husky drone. It's a doozy. Um, so let me just go ahead and start to read this. Okay. So, Sam, we want to say right out the gate. We appreciate the hell out of you. And this email was important to both Octavius and I. So we're happy that you would share this with us. And we're we're hoping that you would be happy that we share it with more people. Yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> Fellas, again, I want to I want to get this started with some accolades. I appreciate this podcast and the and the conversations y'all are having. Thank you for the five stars and positive comments. Of course. <laughs> As a dude that doesn't have many friends who share his perspective for uh appreciation for comics, it has been such a treat to join with y'all as a um, as we navigate comics and other things in the realm of geekdom. Comic Book Junto has nestled itself into my weekly routine as y'all's Book of the Week segment is both needed and greatly appreciated. It's gotten to the point um, that when I get, uh, when I have a hard time wrapping my, my mind around a book or a hot button topic, I just say, chill out, Sam. Let's see what Ock and Adam can shed, li- can shed some light on this. With that said, I have a question that may come off as pointed or loaded, given that we don't know each other personally. However, I would certainly appreciate y'all's thoughts on this. Adam shared a link via Twitter to a blog from what I presume a Jewish author in the blog, uh, uh, Jewish author in the blog, he says that she was sick to her stomach and that her friends who did what y'all recommended and say, hey, slow down, give them a chance to tell their story, brought her to tears. It was an emotional article and at very least well thought out. However, as I read it, I couldn't help but feel like something was off. My hope was that y'all could help me process this. Iceman was my longtime favorite X-Man until I really got into Cyclops after uh, the X-Men trilogy, bumping him to number two. A couple years ago, Marvel retconned Iceman and and made him gay. Well, technically, the younger Iceman is gay, and the older one, some sort of time travel nonsense was was by. This was due to growing up in an unprogressive, bigoted American timeline, forcing him to suppress his true feelings. As someone who actively loves actual real gay people and is is pro-homosexual unions, believes acting on homosexual tendencies is a sin and flies in the face of the intention and expectation of the creator God, it, um, it, 
it made it incredibly hard for me to relate to the character and, as we geeks tend to do, substitute myself into his story as I live vicariously through the pages. My question is this. If my struggle to reconcile characters um, is my struggle to reconcile characters being changed to fit a lifestyle and narrative that I don't support and, again, don't actively oppose or hate, and her anger towards Cap's newly revealed allegiance similar or even comparable? Would my frustration with Marvel's refusal to try and create new gay superheroes tell their story and let them stand on their own be narrow-minded or bigoted and her view of a very similar gays aren't the same as Nazis move on Cap be righteous indignation? This is a lot internet we're almost done hold on Perhaps a better way to ask would be as such. Where do we draw the line between theology, religion, and personal racial social ideologies when it comes to them affecting how we approach and interact with comics, specifically, um, but pop culture in general? As it stands, I'm generally seen as a bigoted or archaic in my thinking for preferring Iceman not to be gay. Conversely, Jessica is rightfully sympathized with in her frustration with Cap's change. I understand that this is a dense email and may be hard to decipher, but y'all have earned my respect as two men who would likely disagree with me on a bunch of issues. I'd love to hear perspective. Cheers. P.S. I expect the one shot on anime soon. We will we'll get to that. Yeah. You just got to throw that one in there at the end. Oh! Yeah. We got to throw that one in there at the end. Internet, rewind it if you missed it. All right. That was so, a lot. So Let's kind of condense this Yeah. Little. Here's what's up. Here's what's up. Um, Sam is a big fan of the character Iceman. Some time ago, I think it was actually last year, Marvel announced that there would be an issue of all new X-Men in which Iceman is revealed to be gay. He's mm-hmm. homosexual. Mm-hmm. And this is something that is really frustrating to Sam in the sense that Sam loves Iceman and Sam is not necessarily all about being gay. So from what I'm reading, cause I, and I, I, Sam and I emailed back and forth a little mm-hmm. bit cause I asked a little for, clarification. I asked for clarity. I was like, what exactly are you saying? Cause I want to make sure. So what I'm getting, what Sam is saying is Sam is going, listen, I love people. I love human beings. Yes. All of them. Mm-hmm. All humans. And with that being said, I don't agree with all of the human beings that I love. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to being gay or bi, based off of his theology, his view of God, he doesn't agree mm-hmm. with acting on being homosexual. He made it clear that having, from his perspective, having the desire is not his problem, but acting on it is, from his perspective, and his in problem. any normal scenario, this is the sort of thing that wouldn't directly affect someone like Sam. Let's just use Sam as an, an example of somebody who holds those beliefs. Uh, you, that, that wouldn't walk up to your door and bother you directly. But now the situation is such that your favorite character is revealed to be something that, you you know, you don't necessarily agree with. Now, here's the connection. Let's make the connection here, mm-hmm. right? The connection is we just, we, there's this article from this Jewish young lady is saying what Sam is saying, the same thing. Captain America saying Hail Hydra to her is like, how dare you? You know, he, he, him being Hydra is like this unthinkable thing and it hurts me so much. Yeah. Sam's going, when I hear that Iceman is gay, he's going, what? That hurts me so much. So he's, his question is, am, is it okay for me to feel like that? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to feel like upset or angry in light of the fact that 
this young lady is okay feeling upset and angry because Captain America is saying hail Hydra and we're assuming that means he's a member of Hydra. Am I allowed to get upset because one of my favorite characters is living a lifestyle that I don't agree with? And furthermore, if I'm upset, does that make me a bigot or archaic to use Sam's words? Mm -hmm. And And I'm, I'm glad this question came up and was kind of crystallized there in the end. Yeah. Because... Uh, that's when that's when I got it. Now I understand. And let me say that last part again. Here's the last part. Where do we draw the line between theology, religion, and personal racial sociological ideologies when it comes to them affecting how we approach and interact with comics, specifically pop culture in general? Mm-hmm. That's that's he just kind of saying all that to say. How do we how do we navigate this? How am like, I supposed to feel? What what what, what, what am I allowed to think? So I know that was a lot, but this is what we asked for, and I love it. Yeah, these are the kind of conversations I want to have. And and you know, this is I've, I've been thinking a lot about this because we got this over the weekend, and I've been thinking long and hard about how I respond to something like this. Yeah, and the the way that I feel, the only way that I can respond is to say, Sam, first of all, let's get this out of the way. You are not a bigot. You are not archaic. What you believe is what you believe, and that is important mm-hmm. because that is that's your thing. Mm-hmm. That is important. Your ability to articulate how you feel, even if you're confused and and it's difficult to put this feeling into words, your ability to do that and your decision to put effort and time into doing that and sharing that with us means that you're, you're good, man. You're square. We're 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 good, and the fact that we can have this conversation means we're already on the correct path. Mm-hmm. Everything is all right from here. You can feel any which way at all, but because you choose to engage over that instead of ignore that wholesale or say something dismissive or hateful, yeah, we're in the right place. We are absolutely in the correct place. Mm-hmm. So my perspective is the way that you feel is legitimate. You deserve love and respect. And you clearly have no problem doling out love and respect. And that's cool. Have a conversation with us about it. And you can also have a conversation with someone who is gay. Someone who is probably finding themselves to be a little bit closer to the character Iceman. Right? Increased perspective. The reason that I had shared that article, like I said a moment ago, the the article that Jessica wrote about Captain America, is because I didn't necessarily agree with it, but it, it allowed me an illustration of something that was important to someone else. And now I have I feel as though I have a better understanding, a better grip on how someone else would feel, those strong feelings that I don't necessarily have access to. And the thing that I can do with that further, if I, if I chose to, and probably should, is engage with Jessica or somebody who agrees with Jessica. Be like, hey, I want to talk about that thing. It's important to me that you are heard. It's important to me that you teach me. And we go both ways. And so this email is the point. This, this conversation is the point. The approach to this conversation, the engagement is the point. And that's significant. And we don't need to reach a conclusion in which both of us or any of us agree, like, yep, all of us agree that it was wrong. Or, yep, all of us agree that it was right. Just having the conversation is the point. Mm-hmm. That exercise. And that's where I was left. And I kept thinking, you know, is, 
is this the sort of question that could be answered? Be like, yeah, you're right. Or, uh, no, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't believe so. I I don't think that there's any conclusiveness to this. That's, correct or or uh could be reached without somebody sacrificing something yeah but the exercise of the dialogue is why it matters so much so what you're saying is the fact that the question's being asked and that loving non-hateful dialogue is happening is huge means everything step one means everything you know yeah and i agree with that i think there's so many scenarios right now where groupthink is kind of like taking over and you have to think what everybody else thinks or else name calling happens. That's right. And I'm not cool with that. Like I'm not cool with that when it comes to race. I'm not cool with that when it comes to sexuality. I'm not cool with that when it comes to faith and stuff like that. Like it's not clear cut like that. You, you can't it, just shut that down. Like we, you, you can believe what you want to believe. So when you start, calling someone a name because they believe something, I think you might be jumping the gun. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, because because I mean, I'm going to tell you from my perspective as a Christian, I am a Christian. I do believe in the Bible. Sam, you and I, I'm assuming, believe the same Bible. So I'm assuming we have a lot of similar basic worldview, but I believe that a lot of our practical application might be different as well. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's not a scenario where it's like this cut and dry thing where all Christians think the same thing. All black people are the same way. Yeah. All gay people are the same way. All like it, It's not like that. No. So here's what I say a little more specifically. When it comes to, what's the young lady's name who wrote the article? Jessica. When it comes to Jessica and what Jessica's saying, um, there's a lot. So I'm just going to kind of just go for it. What Jessica's saying as far as like, I feel bad. I was triggered. What I say is, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what else can I say about that? I, I was triggered by that. Here's what, I, here, here's what I have to say beyond how you feel about it. You are not entitled to anything. That's not your character. Mm-hmm. Captain America's not yours. Mm-hmm. You don't get to tell people what they can and can't do with stuff that is not yours. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I see happen a lot. And I have the same thing to say to you, Sam. Iceman is not yours. You don't get to tell people what to do with something that's not yours. So the big thing that I see here is you don't have to like it. And you can be triggered, you can be frustrated, you can be a bit, be upset, but you have to also have to remember, that's like, like I've given this analogy before, you getting mad at how someone else is playing with toys that aren't yours. Yeah. They're not yours. Sure. So you can be mad, I wouldn't have done it that way, that's fine, but at the end of the day, who owes you that? Who's, like, like who, whose responsibility is it to tell the story that you want to hear? You have the choice. We just had a, we just answered one of the questions. How do you determine how many books to read? Yeah. You vote with your dollars. You vote with your likes. You vote with your retweets. You vote with your emails. You vote with your messages. You vote with your, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I think one of the big things that I'm, I'm seeing here is this desire to be able to like nail it down and say, who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, there are a lot of things that are black and white. Mm-hmm. And even those black and white things can be debated depending upon where your worldview is. But either way, there are much more things that are gray 
than our black and white. Yeah. And we've got to be okay with working through those things together and approaching a situation with humility and going, here's my worldview. Here's my perspective. Here's what I believe to be true. I'm open to have a conversation about this. That's right. And that's what I want to see from, what's the young lady's name? Jessica. Jessica. And that's what I want to see I'm, from- I'm, And I want to be clear too. We, we, I don't know what her age is. So maybe she's not a young lady. Maybe she is uh, uh, an adult woman. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I, that's that's what I want to say to Jessica. And that's what I want to say to Sam. Like you, you. I just want you to be open. Mm-hmm. I want you to be open. So there's there's really no way to say, am I am I like? It, it disturbs me to go. Am I a bigot? It's like you're a dude with an opinion. Well, you know what? Like we name call now because people have opinions. Well, it's the 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 fear of other people looking at you a certain way. That's mm-hmm. real. That's mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to downplay that, but I don't want that to affect anyone to make it so you change your opinion just because you're afraid of what someone else thinks. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's unfortunate. That really sucks. And I hope that that's not the outcome. You know, in Jessica's scenario, she has access to a kind of pain and betrayal that I don't have access to because I'm not Jewish. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, and I mentioned this before we record in a similar sense, uh, when I, when I, read about black lives matter that means a lot to me but i don't have the same access to it Mm -hmm. because i'm not black Mm -hmm. and i i'm aware of my privilege i'm aware of of who i am and where i come from and i take that into account and usually what that means is i do two things one is ask questions so i can learn more yeah from people who are qualified to teach me Mm -hmm. and two is i shut up Mm mm-hmm and I'm comfortable with those things because it means that I, I just learn. I yeah. have an opportunity to listen. In Jessica's scenario, Jessica, I feel for you because that sounds like it hurts a lot. You know what? Can I, can I jump in real quick? The one thing about it I don't like yeah. is when it starts turning into name calling. Yeah. Yeah, when it when it turns into a situation that says if you if don't agree not, with me, you're, you're this not with me. If you're and not it's with like, me, you're whoa, 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 me. hold up! Like you're allowed to have your opinion, and we were all good until you started making it mandatory. Sure, sure. Because, and I tell this to Christians. I tell this to Christians all the time. If you were trying to make everybody be a Christian, you're just a breath away from everybody making you be atheist. Sure. Like now we can make you like you all you room full of Christians. If if we can make everybody straight, well, then what if everybody has to force you to be gay? How's yeah. that work? Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying. So you you can't like you're you're able to speak from your perspective and and define something in humility and go from based off my worldview. That's what this means. Yeah, that's fine. But when you start making these sweeping things that goes, if anybody's okay with Captain America saying "Hail Hydra," you support, you know people and like anti-jewish blah blah and i'm reading an article like i don't support that yeah how did you don't even know me sure how, how are you gonna tell me what i am because i have an opinion yeah. that's the sticky part that i didn't like sure and even when it comes to and you know sam i don't hear you saying this i if anything i hear you going is this okay i say your opinion's fine please continue to explore when you start to say if you don't agree with me you're a that's right. That's where it starts to go, obviously, tread lightly. I'm not going to tell you what you can't say because I think you should be able to speak what you believe is true, but speak the truth in love. Yeah. Speak the truth in love. I believe, I think, I'm convicted, my passion, my worldview, what I want to see, 
Like you're talking about, this is where I'm coming from. It's leaving room for other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if you believe that this is the absolute truth, which I know part of Christianity is standing on truth and going, this is the truth. There is one God. The only God is Jesus. We are all sinners saved by grace. The only way to the father is through Jesus Christ. We've died on the cross. That's the gospel. That's what we believe. There's no other way. Mm. That's what I believe. That's what I believe as a Christian. Yeah. And if you don't believe, Let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. Did you see X-Men? Yeah. You want to get a cheesesteak? Yeah. Hey, man, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. Like, I mean, it, and, and that's, and, and I guess with all this being said, that's what I wish the internet was more of. It's not this, oh, you don't agree? I'm Batman, you're Joker. I, I hesitate. I hesitate to do anything that even looks or sounds like... We, we put this in two camps. Like, I, do I, I don't mean to be polarizing in this way, but what I'm, what I'm going to say uh, might seem that way. I think when you are upset about something or when you love something, when you feel any which way about anything, you have two options. You can choose to do things which will create or you can choose to do things which will destroy. And when you call names and when you cast aspersions and you condemn, I think that's something that tends to do the latter. You are choosing to destroy. We are, we no longer have bonds between us and I am separating myself from you. I am annexing you from me. When you ask questions, when you share your vulnerability, when you share your disagreement, when you share your pain, even if you're not entirely sure if you're in the right or you're in the wrong, or what? And you talk about how you feel, and you back up the things that you think with the way, with the reasons why you think those things. I think what you're doing is making an effort to create, is to find space for other people and to get closer to them, and to let them know where you're coming from, so they can get closer to you. So if you disagree and you strongly disagree with what's taking place in a comic, with your favorite character, with anything, really, you have an option. You have an option to create, make space to create, or you have an option to destroy. Get rid of that space. And yeah. I think that's very real because sometimes it's very easy to do the, the, the other one. It's very easy to do the one that is destructive. It's very easy to not think so much mm -hmm. about someone else, mm -hmm. to not consider that person, that person's background, livelihood, feelings, emotions. Yeah. And to just say, nope, done with you. And I'm not saying that's inherently wrong, but what I am saying is that there, is there's the a time and a place building. There's a time and a place where you have to say, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. Which is fair. And that's, that's okay. totally valid. That's totally valid. But, uh, you know, it, what, what I hope I'm always capable of doing is making space for other people, yeah. letting people know where I come from, and trying to learn as much as possible about where they come from. Yeah. And in the, in the case of a favorite character being changed in a pretty dramatic way that I disagree with, n now I'm like, okay, it's difficult. It's difficult. To get closer to other people, it's difficult to be thoughtful. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to learn mm -hmm. more. Yeah. I just want to be done with this. Yeah. But in my opinion, it's worth it. Yeah. And I think that's what we're doing now. And don't, and don't we want people to... And if you, if you have a different opinion... If Adam, if I have a different opinion from you, don't I want genuine conversion... Do you get what I mean by that? As in, you wouldn't want to just force me into thinking something. I want based on genuine conversion. I yeah. want you. I want to be your friend. Yeah, 
But if I want you to believe what I believe, I want it to be genuinely something has happened within you mm-hmm. where you're like, you know what? I do see it different. You know how many times I've you had that? You want me to hear, hear Kirk Franklin. Right. If that's what you want. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, exactly. You want my inner Kirk Franklin to do to, to Somebody that. right now, raise your hands right in this place and receive God yeah. right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything short of that. And it's like, nah, that's not genuine. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't really about it. <laughs> but no, I mean, situations have happened like that with my wife. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'll come back and like, you know what? Dang. You were right. Days, weeks, months, years later, you're like, yo, my mom, mom, you were right. Mm-hmm. My teacher was right. That person who said so-and-so was right. Like, that's a genuine conversion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I, if I, if I beat you up with names because you don't see it my way, yeah. I'm not even giving you a chance to grow and change and develop. And like, so one the, the, my my big points because this kind of this situation kind of leads me to other things in geekdom that I kind of want to just mention. Sure. One, be quick to speak. I mean, quick to listen, slow to speak, yeah. slow to anger. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm suggesting. When it comes to scenarios like this, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Mm-hmm. Chill out. Mm-hmm. Take it in, and then go. Okay, let me see where this goes. Yeah, that's that's a really big point. The other thing. Remember, it's not yours. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. You know, like when it comes to music, I want the old Kanye. <laughs> guess, guess what? <laughs> you don't own Kanye. Yeah. Like you don't get to pick. No, nobody owns. You, Kanye. you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I think that's something that we have to. I don't know if it's like cultural or what. We just feel like this entitlement. Like we feel like our felt needs must be met. Our itches must be scratched. And if they're not, how? dare you mm. cross me don't you know who i am mm. I, I feel this way about this character in this movie and this and you can't do and it's just like well then don't watch it yeah you can feel it you can feel it but you have to check yourself and you and what i want you to do is own it that's yours mm-hmm. those are your feelings and you can have them yeah. but when you start forcing them on me that's where the problem is. Share them and let a genuine thing happen. Yeah. A genuine natural thing happen. Try to be an influencer, not in, in not don't enslave people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like influence people with your love, with your perspective, with your worldview and see what kind of things come from that. Because I've learned from all kinds of people I don't agree with. Yeah. I've grown so much from people who don't Think what I think. We stand to learn the most from people who are least like us. Yeah. Because we see we 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 see things in different people that we haven't seen before. You know, being exposed to things that you've never seen before. It ain't easy. And it it's not easy, but it's it's worth it. It builds character. It it, it makes you a dare I say, better citizen of the world. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's legit. I I hope on comic book junto, what we're able to do is just make it so you, you're not afraid of talking about how you feel. Yeah. Right. About, so, about this geek stuff we all love. Yeah. Nobody's going to be able to tell you whether you're right or wrong. Nobody's going to be they able can to give you their worldview. They can give you their perspective. They can tell you what they believe. Yeah. But one of the things I always tell people all the time, I'm like, you don't know anything. Yeah. You believe yeah. you have faith. You are convicted. 
you feel strongly, you're passionate, but you don't know anything. Because mm-hmm. you could come to find out that all the stuff you stand on and you you could die for something and be wrong. That's yeah, true. You know what I mean? So like uh, and I'm and what I'm I'm not saying that truth is not out there. Truth does not need anybody's approval for it to be true. But what I'm saying, what I'm really trying to say is I'm trying to encourage humility. Yes. I believe leaves room to be wrong. I'm convicted, puts it on you and leaves room to be wrong. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So Sam, what you did is dope. You made something and you shared it. And that's it. That's that's what it's about. And Octavius and I both appreciate that. We have an opportunity to have a conversation like this one. And guess what? It's about comics. <laughs> I'm like, it is. But this is a Junto. Yeah. That's what this is. That's what it is. Uh, so, you know, more more of that, please. Yes. And if if you have more that you want to share, you have something uh, that you want to tell us that, that we're missing out on, yo, keep it coming. It, it, and not just us. The, the conversation belongs with lots of people. There are a lot of people who can benefit from this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, this is what we need more of, I believe, is an exchange of ideas and loving one another. That's right. First and foremost, love, curiosity, you know? All right. Now let's talk about uh, books in which people punch each other. Yeah. Without asking many questions. Brown bags. Yeah. Uh, This is the part where we're going through our pull list from the week. You can hear Octavia shuffling through his brown bag right now. Good Lord. I told you. Look at that bibliotech. I told you, man. Wow. It's a lot. Let's let's start there. You want you want to run through your you know what? This could be just an hour long affair. No. Can you can you burn through this thing? All right, we got Green Lantern Rebirth number one. We got uh-huh. Superman Rebirth number one. We got Batman Rebirth number one. Hold we, up, internet. I asked Octavius, did you pick up any of the rebirth books? And he says, All of them. All of them. He said nothing after that. <laughs> Every single one. Civil War. Two, number one, uh-huh. The Walking Dead, 155, Green Arrow, Rebirth, number one, um, TMNT, Bebop and Rocksteady, Destroy Everything. Yeah, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we did. I said I was going to pick it up. I grabbed it. This is weekly, too, by the way, so we'll wow. see how that goes. Punisher, number two. Okay. Now, this here. The world's greatest comic magazine, Deadpool, number 13, which includes four issues. It's huge. An issue, two issues of Deadpool, one issue of Daredevil, and one issue of Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's what's up. And Old Man Logan, number number seven. Number seven. Wow. Ten books. Biggest pull list I've ever picked up at one time. Yeah, this is wild, man. That's Wait, the, hold, hold, who did this uh, Power Man Iron Fist? I'm uh, out. This I is Walker. It's a, it's a point one. Okay. So uh, maybe we is, need to read this. Man, I, I goofed. I done goofed. I did not realize. All right. Well, show's over. I got to go to the shop. You, you want to take control of this, Octavius? It's not too late. We can talk about it next time. I had a considerably smaller, more lean pool list. I, I, I just up, went for it. I picked up Paper Girls number six. I forgot to get that one. I picked up yes, one more for you. <laughs> I picked up Nowhere Man number 10. Very excited about that. And our books of the week, I picked up Batman Rebirth number one and Civil War two issue one. Those are our books of the week, which I'm very, very, very excited to get into. Uh, and I think, I think we're going to start with Batman 
That's issue right. One. I'm shuffling through all these books. That's right. So this is the part where we're talking about book of the week. You know it. We know it. Everybody loves it. We have two books every week, and we are going to discuss those books in full detail. If you follow along with us in the book of the week, you are picking these books up also. By this point in time, at this mark in our episode, we hope that you have read each of these books because Octavius and I are going to get into spoiler territory, and we don't want to ruin anything for you if you have not read this book. Or if you haven't picked up the book and you want to find out how we feel about it, then maybe tune in for a little bit. You'll be able to find out, you know, I think pretty easily whether or not we're, we're warm on it or what. But uh, I would love to start with Batman 1, if we will. And, yes. and I, wanna, I just want to defer to you because you are the Bat fan. Like, I like Batman, but like, you like Batman. Yeah, Batman's my guy. So I want to know how you feel about a new writer, a new illustrator on Batman number one. So the writers on this, it's King and Snyder. Yeah, it looks like they did a kind of a, a tag team. Yeah, they, they shared it. They shared the writing. And gut reaction from me is like, okay, this seems like a number one. Seems like a beginning. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have a huge feeling in either direction because it's very much a setup issue. You know That's what right. I mean? That's right. It's very much a setup issue. This is, um, this sort of, it seems to be the thing where they, they say, this is where we're going. Right. This is, this is the kind of thing you can expect. Yeah. So, and I want to talk about that a little bit. So when it comes to reading comics, guys, one of the big things that we talk about, one of the things that I do um, is, like I said, I give it a couple books. This is why I give it an arc. Because if you, if I were to read Batman number one, I'd go, man, nothing happened. I'm not reading this. It's yeah. like, but that's not a realistic expectation. That's right. Just like if you watch the first five minutes of the movie and go, and you just leave, like you really don't have a full grasp of what's going on. So yeah. that's why, you know, we really commit to reading these month after month. And this is being double shipped. So I kind of am giving this book a little bit of grace. Okay. Because I know there's going to be another one in two weeks. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We and then another win very two weeks after that. Yeah. Two weeks after that, two weeks after that. So um, I thought that it was a lot of cool, tough guy Batman stuff. Yes. Like Batman just being a straight up, you know, badass. Looking awesome. You know, and I thought it was dope to see like what the cave looks like. Yeah. As well. Yeah. We get introduced to a new character. Not a new character, but what it seems like going to be... At first, we think it's going to be the Robin character, like our new Robin character, and he's black. Um, I think he's from part of uh, We Are Robin. That's right. Uh, apparently, he was in We Are Robin, and he's made his way over into this main book. And Bruce is is going out of his way. Batman's going out of his way to say, no, you're not going to be Robin. We're trying something different. What that different thing is remains to be seen. All we know is he got a, he got a fire suit. Yeah, he's got an interesting suit. He's got like a, a yellow-black suit going on yeah so gut reactions i'm really interested in where this book is going what we ultimately are seeing is a couple things are going on one alfred's doing something with avocados don't really understand what's happening with that (laughs) yeah i was wondering what's going on with this alfred's doing something with avocados 
and Batman is going up against the, the, the calendar man. Calendar man. So like the one of the most laughable characters in the rogues gallery gallery. And it's so cool what they did with him in this. Yes. I love this take on calendar man. I never thought I'd be able to say that. That's crazy. But the notion that Calendar Man kind of lives through these seasons and molts his skin and yeah. comes back anew. Creepy. Talking about seasons and time as a cycle and it refreshes itself. Mm-hmm. The idea that everything that's happened is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And every time Calendar Man molts and comes back, he comes back better. Yeah. And Batman says, that just means I have to come back. Better. Yeah. And I so so what, this. so what we're seeing in this book is we're seeing that Calendar Man... Is trying to release some sort of spores, which is kind of what happened as the seasons change. And these spores are poisonous in some sort of way. Yep. So Batman takes him down, beats him up, dodges bullets like Bat God should. You know what I mean? Doesn't get hit by anything. And somehow has electricity between his ears. Yeah, he's got that like shockwave thing. That's yeah. pretty cool. So he, he kind of saves the day, right? Yeah. And as the book is progressing... We go from the first part, which was Monday, it says spring, a couple pages later, we hit Tuesday in summer. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading the book and I'm like, wow, the seasons are changing that fast in Gotham? Like, what's he doing? Like, how is, he, how is it that he's doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what does that have to do with anything? Why do I, again, why do I care? Mm-hmm. So we see Batman... Bruce Wayne doing some super cool stuff, hanging off the side of a helicarrier with no strings. Just working out. Super sweaty. This is, this is the new CrossFit, by the way. Right. 137 on, degrees out, and you're out on a helipad doing push-ups. And this is just goes up. to show you how we have to suspend reality when we're reading Batman. Yeah. Because, number one, nobody's doing one-arm push-ups hanging off the side of a helicarrier unless you're just stupid. But Batman's crazy. He is crazy. Um, but sweating, they, they made it a point to show through the, through the artwork that he's super, super duper sweaty, losing his grip, and he's talking to Lucius. And apparently, Lucius is fixed it so Batman's going to get all of his money back and get his company back and Wayne and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they have a really, really important moment where he's talking about Thomas Wayne, his dad. Yeah. And Lucius is saying, look, man, I tried to tell your dad at one point just to stop being a doctor. It's crazy. People just keep getting sick. So as I'm reading it, at first, I'm like, what's this about? And then when I see this moment, like these are the Scott Snyder moments. Yeah. In his Batman writing that I love, like the little things that you catch and you go, oh, that's what you're trying to say. That's right. You know, and 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 he says, you're crazy. People just keep getting sick. There's no end to it. There's no, there's, there's kind of like, there's no point in healing people because everyone's going to get sick again. And then he goes, you're right. I'm yeah. just crazy enough to be a doctor. And I thought that was really powerful. Kind of like the mindset, like this, this mindset that says, I'm here to do the thing and do the thing until there's no more thing to do. I'm, because there, what else there, would I do? There's no, there's no end in sight. I'm not doing it to arrive at some sort of place where I can stop doing it. I liked that sentiment because it seems to be kind of a meta narrative of Batman and comics just getting rebooted all the time. Like, man, Bruce, how long are you going to be doing this? How long are you going to be putting this suit on and always fighting these bad guys? What else am I going to do? Right. This is what I do. Yeah. I'm just crazy enough to be doing this. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed that. That that speaks to me kind of like a Tom, the Tom King view on things. Tom King is the writer on this book, and he's doing the vision for Marvel. And he has this, 
this really poetic take on wait things. the writer of this is the same writer as the uh, vision Ooh, that's right uh he tom king also was writing omega men a dc book as well and i like tom king's take it's, it's very poetic to talk about the cyclical nature of things and you know you just keep on keeping on and it's it's a little bit absurd pointing that out like you really you're just going to be doing this over and over and over again and then stop doing it and come back and doing it again right you know pointing that out is interesting to me it seems like a commentary on comics in general and i like that in batman and ending this with a panel where his uh i don't know if it's his sidekick or what the word is that we're using for him right now is saying you know what you're crazy. You know that, right? And, and also, so check this out before we jump to that, because there, there's there's a couple things in here that I want to make sure we touch on. Oh. So one, we have this whole scenario where what's this guy's name? What's this? I just know Thomas is is used. Thomas, Thomas. is what they're calling him. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't keep what we are, Robin. So sorry, internet. Same. But ultimately, he's like, "Look, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to count." to four minutes because i'm about to dive in this water because the now on thursday it's changed to winter so this this dude batman dives down in this water who's trying to find this thing that's creating all the seasons changing and all that kind of stuff right so he's diving down in this water and he's like i need you to count the four minutes because after four minutes my heart should stop and whatever right yeah so he's counting he's counting he's counting he's going look man you're past four minutes you can't do this. You got to stop. So as he's saying, he's been under longer and longer. Batman continues to swim and his partner's going, yo, forget the spores. You need to come up, forget all that stuff. Forget the weather machine. Forget all that. You're going to die. You can't do this. Like you don't have to do this. Like this is insane. You can't do it. You can't do it. And when he actually places the bomb on there, it explodes. He shoots up in the air. Awesome visual Batman moment. Yep. He says, you can't do it. And then he goes, it's done. So like, I think that's one of the things that I love about Batman. Batman is so I can do anything I put my mind to. Yeah. And, and, and it kind of culminates like where you were saying at this tree part where, you know, the young kind of protege is Duke, saying, Duke Thomas. That's his name. Duke, Duke Thomas. Thomas. Okay. So he's, they're kicking this tree like Bruce and Duke are or well, Thomas are kicking this tree and he's talking about, man, you know, calendar man, it's Friday, it's spring. He's going to come back. He's going to come back different. He's got the same memories, but he's coming back again. And he's always coming back different. We're going to have to keep fighting him and fighting him. It's, it's never over. It's never done. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're crazy. And Batman goes, you're right. I am crazy enough to be Batman. And I guess that kind of sets up, that's kind of setting up, like the foundation of where this is is like, I'm crazy enough to keep doing this. And if you're going to be partnered with me, you're going to have to wrap your mind around something like that. As the seasons change, it's going to get hot. It's going to get cold. It's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be bad. But at the end of the day, I am committed to doing this. Like even the point, like, look, the tree is winning. Like we're kicking this tree and it's not going down. And it's like, I'm going to keep kicking it. I'm into it. Yeah. I, I have to remark the artwork is fantastic. It is, uh, oh gosh, what is the name of the person who is doing the artwork? It's Mikhail Janin, and the colors are June Chung. Tom King is is writing. I, I like it as a new direction for Batman. I'm back. 
I'm I'm full on. I'm, You're back I'm on a Batman. Yeah, as I'm, well. I and I really like Snyder's run. There's just something about it. Again, you know, you make space for new stories, and this is something that I'm interested in. I like the color palette. It's brighter. It's brighter than Batman has been in a little while. I really love what they did with Calendar Man. If you can make Calendar Man interesting, then you can do a lot. As far as I'm concerned, so that seems like a testament to me. Batman Rebirth number one. It gets it gets yeah, thumbs up. Love it. I'm in. Pick it up. Pick it up uh, two weeks from now. Let's keep it going. Now, next book of the week. Okay, the big one. Woo! Civil War Two is beginning now. In Civil War Two. We've we've had the road to Civil War Two. We've also had Civil War Two issue zero, which was some weeks ago. But Brian Bendis is bringing this back, and what we know, all we know from cover art and solicitations, is. And from numbers, and from zero, and from zero is Iron Man and Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. They, they disagree with one another. So these are the these are these are the sides that we have. What do they disagree over? That's what we're going to find out in this issue. Um, let's get some really easy stuff out of the way right now, including how beautiful this book is. Like, yeah, dang, it just, it just looks so good, man. David Marquez, uh, and Justin Ponzor is, it's gorgeous. It is such a beautiful thing. And as far as the writing goes, it is there all the way. Brian Bendis is killing it. Um, man, this was heavy. I struggled with this in the best way possible. I loved this issue. I love this beginning of this event already. I'm more satisfied with this. Uh, over the original Civil War, Mark Millar's Civil War from many years ago. And I, yo, this this doesn't pull punches. I was legitimately upset. It's a page turner. Every single page, I needed to know what was going to happen next because I was worried about it. I'm worried about the characters in this book. And uh, by the end of it, yo, I was left hurting a little bit. I'm Woo. sad. Man. And I... I like, I want to, obviously we're, it's, we're talking about spoilers and everything in here, but I almost feel like it doesn't even matter. Like what they were doing with, with these characters, this it's legitimate. It's, it doesn't feel like an event in that is rushed. And I know this is only the first issue. I don't even know. Do we know how many issues this is going to be? Don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's going to affect everything and every book. And it's a giant crossover thing, but it feels right. And the, the issue at hand here is there is a new inhuman and this inhuman is named Ulysses and Ulysses is capable of seeing the future. We're pretty sure. Yeah. We that, think. That, that's what, that's what we're finding out. The Terrigen mist has done its thing. It swooped through his, his college, Ohio state, right? Yeah. Go, 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 Buckeyes. go Buckeyes. And in swooping through his college, it hit him. And then all of a sudden, you know, he found out because what the Terrigen Mist that does. That was an issue zero. Yeah. What Terrigen Mist does when it comes through and swoops in, anybody who has inhuman DNA, it pretty much activates their powers. And you go into a chrysalis and when you come out, it's a roulette. Anything can happen. That's the thing that's kind of remarkable the, about the inhumans. Yes. Absolutely anything can happen. So Ulysses in, in Civil War II issue zero was with a friend or somebody he had a crush on, and she got turned into a giant crazy monster and put down. 
and Ulysses came out and he can supposedly see the future. How does that have any bearings on anything? Well, that means that he was capable of sharing an event that he saw with the Inhumans and the Inhumans told the Avengers about it. Yes. And they were able to stop this huge galactic celestial crisis pretty handily. Right. And that's what we see as the book is opening. We see... Um, Ulysses kind of having this connection with the Inhumans. He's like running and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, well, he meets the Inhumans. So then we go into seeing the Avengers, not the Avengers. Is this the Avengers? That's the Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers. The the all new Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers, all new, all different, pretty much taking out this giant thing like Adam's talking about. Awesome fight scene, great dialogue. Thor comes in, all kinds of people. Every character's like, in there. It's just blowing up and beautiful artwork and all that great stuff. I and mean, you know what I love about sorcerers? This? Like every character did their thing to take this guy down. Yeah. And, and when as I'm reading it, I'm like, man, this is. I'm honestly going. This is so well orchestrated. Yeah. And he keeps saying, like we plan, like we plan, like we talked about, love like it. we talked about. Yeah. Just seeing all these guys work together, clicking on all cylinders. It almost seemed a little bit like. This is kind of like too easy. Yeah. Why is this happening so easily? That's what I was asking myself. And what I love is they do remark on the plan. They remark on the fact that the strategy is working. It looks like they were prepared for this. And yeah, it's a lot of damage being dealt, but they take care of it. And at the end, they celebrate and everybody's thinking, damn, that, that worked out. And props to the Inhumans for giving us a heads up right at the correct time so we knew how to assemble against this thing. And congratulations to all of us for doing our part and working together and making it happen. And then somebody says, hey, wait, hold up. Actually, how did you know this was going to take place? Which takes place at a party that... You know, Tony Stark is having. Thrilling. Congratulations. We did so great. Shout out to the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. This is so awesome. I thought it was really cool. They're creating a community. Yeah. Like, you see that this is a community of people. Even with little rifts, too. Inhumans, X-Men, so, talking, talking shit on Hellstrom. Like, hey, Wanda, please just say it one time. No more Hellstrom. Yeah. Please like, get rid of Hellstrom. We see that there's dynamics. People like people. People don't like people. Some people are friends. The girls are hanging out with the girls. Some yeah. of the guys and girls. Are, you know what I mean? You see Thor and She-Hulk arm wrestling in the background. Just really, really dope stuff. And as that's going down, She-Hulk asks Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, like, yo, how did this how did this go down? And they go ask Medusa, who's the leader of the Inhumans, like, yo, so how did you know that? Yeah. This is when it all kind of starts. And Medusa is trying something different. She says outright, we don't keep secrets anymore. The Inhumans don't keep secrets. We're going to try. And this is a part of their past. The Inhumans used to live separately from all the rest of the heroes. They they had a very secret society. They didn't talk much. And those communication problems led to a lot of conflict between them and everyone. And now they're saying, we're going to try things a little bit differently. We have a new Inhuman. His name is Ulysses. And here's the deal. He can see the future. Right. And now we're like, whoa, wait. So immediately, and this is the most human response from superhumans. What? How? How is that possible? Well, how do we know it's the future? Well, what do you mean? What is that? Like everybody in the room, because they pulled like a certain group of people into into another room. So what do we have? And then we got Captain America, Tony Stark, Spider-Man, Medusa, 
Um, they they, they have all of the Inhumans. All the Inhumans are in there. there. And then eventually they bring in Jean Grey and they're like, look, I don't understand. Because he's trying to explain it and they're like, we we, we don't get it. So they bring in Jean Grey and they kind of like make a mental link for everybody to talk about it together, right? Yeah. And Jean finds out that she can't do that. He, He... his brain cannot be read. She can't be present to show anything. Which I think is interesting because now that creates a scenario where it's like you're kind of uncheckable. faith now. Yeah. There's now no way for us to clarify. Trust. Yeah. Which I like. And I, like I really that. like that you know, Tony makes a pretty, pretty excellent point. He says, what do you mean you can tell the future? Because the thing that you saw taking place in the future didn't happen. Like we saved the day. Yeah, and they're like, well, yeah, you wouldn't have been able to save the day unless. Let's clarify that point. What Tony is saying is, is you're saying that you saw the future, but the future you saw didn't come to pass. And they're like, I don't understand. Ultimately, what you saw and you are calling the future didn't happen because we stopped it. So was that the future? Yeah, you know. So what he's, he's perfect point. Great point. He's, br- he's bringing up that? doubt. He's like. How do we know that we can trust this guy? How do we know how accurate this is? Like, how do we make moves off of that? And then we also see Tony going, you know what? I'm not even going, I'm not going to do this with y'all. Yep. Like, we're supposed to be having a good time. Yep. I'm not going to argue with you guys about this. And this is where we approach the point of Civil War II. And and, because Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers is like, well, we got the job done. Yeah. But we could possibly get other jobs done. We could get other things taken care of. How cool would it be? Because if, you, if you've read some of the other stuff, Carol's kind of like exhausted. She feels a similar thing. Like the Batman thing we're just talking about, like they just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. And she says all she's doing is reacting. Yeah. All I do is just respond when things are going poorly. And that's hard, man. Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah. It exhausts everybody who's a part of that. And she's saying, we can use a kid like this. We can use somebody who is going to be able to show us when something that nasty is going to go down. She straight up says like, yo, you, you for hire or what's We're, good? Yeah, we will, we will use you. You will help us anticipate danger so we can save the world before T- it even goes to hell. Tony's not having it. And Tony's not having it. And Tony is saying, look, this time might have been easy. This time it was celestials and they were coming in and invading us. Okay, this time it was easy. What about the time when it's not easy? What about the time when you, Carol Danvers, are going to cause us a problem? And what do we it, do? Yeah, and we it, put you down before you do anything? Yeah, and it's a situation where you have no intention, honestly, within yourself of doing that. This is the minority report conversation. Yeah. Like, do we stop crime before it happens? And it, can someone be guilty of something they've never done? So that conversation we are left with. And Tony tries to just walk away from it. Let's, I'm, I'm going to go do my thing. Again. I'm out. Exactly. But it's clear that these two disagree. Now we flash forward a little bit and Tony is, is working in the lab and Mary Jane Watson is working with him lately. Uh, I know in international Iron Man, mm-hmm. like that's the setup now mm-hmm. that, that, yep. that twosome. And she's got, it looks like she's got some bad news and it's about Rhodey. Yes. It's his about war machine, his best buddy. And also someone who seems like Rhodey is dating Carol Danvers as well. Yeah. Just to kind of like lay out the foundation for you so you can understand why this matters. He's dead. Yeah. War Machine is dead. And I'm reading the book like, wait, is is this a thing? You see a full-fledged hole in the head of his armor. And Rhodey had just said to him, yo, can I get some new armor? He's like, yeah, if you got the $4 billion on you, I'll just, you know, 
grab you a new one real quick. Yeah. But like joke, joke. But, you know, he finds out that Rhodey's dead. Yeah. Tony snaps, flies off. Wants to know what happened. You know, rolls up to where the ultimate, they? they're the ultimates. The ultimates. Where the ultimates are like, Carol Danvers, show yourself right now. And we see when we get there, it's just a mess. Like, it looks like a war zone. People are down. People are out. People are, are, are like bruised and battered and beat up. And Danvers looks like hell. She's sitting next to... Very rarely do we ever see our heroes look this bad. Real bad. Like, this beat up afterwards. Yeah. And you see She-Hulk is in this bed, like, looks like she's on her, on her deathbed. Come to find out, they don't really know if they're going to be able to save her. Yeah. They need, a, like, a gamma specialist, like a Bruce Banner. Yeah. So, Carol goes on to explain to Tony what happened. She says, he, she says look, basically... We went toe-to-toe with Thanos. We used Ulysses. Ulysses told us where we could find Thanos, and we ambushed him. Ulysses, so Ulysses has, like, this, like, moment in his sleep where he he figures out, like, he wakes up. You know, he he basically the comic is sharing with us, like, yo, something's about to go down. He sees an event. We got to go talk to the Ultimates. They go tell the Ultimates, and what the Ultimates do is they go, fine, we're just going to be where he's going to show up, and we're just going to go down. So in the process of doing that, She-Hulk gets badly injured, and War Machine, Rhodey, dies. And Iron Man is like, yo... I'm so mad with you right now. So, you know, we can talk about the details of this forever and ever and ever, but you know, here, here's what I, I, I think is important to point out. The, the argument that Tony and Carol have is really real. It feels real. Oh, yeah. It feels like multiple people who are heartbroken for similar reasons cannot see eye to eye right now. Both of them just want things to be all right, but they cannot agree. And this is, this is how we're creating the rift. And it appears to me, and I could be wrong, and I know this is the cliffhanger nature of the book, but it, it appears like we lose She-Hulk. Yeah. She says something very, very important to Carol. And she says, it's not Tony's future. Fight for our future. And then she dies. She flatlines. Oh, this book. That's a good comic book right this there. This book was a roller coaster. That is a good comic. And all I'm left with, all I want to do is talk about what just happened. And I need this next issue. I need this next issue. But where do we go from here? Because now Carol has this affirmation from the the dying words of She-Hulk, of Jennifer Walters, who says, don't back down. What we did was right just because it worked out this way doesn't change the fact that what we did was right. What's interesting is like this whole idea of like doing the right thing equates no problems, no issues, no casualties. Yeah. And that's not true. As we can see, you know, doing the right thing on the wrong thing doesn't guarantee doing the right thing on the wrong team doesn't agree that doesn't guarantee that everything's going to quote be okay. This book, I'm so jazzed by this. I'm so yes. into this. This like, is, I'm this like, is one Ooh. of the better comic books I've read in a long time. Yeah, Not that comic books excellent. I read are bad, but this is, this is exceptional. This was excellent. Absolutely excellent. I'm really excited about this. It's, uh, it is an event and sometimes I have event fatigue and I'm like, mm, please, not I just for want this smaller one. stories. Not for this one. But I'm this in. is really big. I'm very excited about it. And man, if, if this, is, if this happened, like I think it happened, I'm heartbroken because she Hulk, you know how I feel about she Hulk. Yes. She's my favorite. And I am 
very, very, very upset if this is the case. I mean, I'm not going to send anybody death threats, but you know, somebody might. Somebody's probably sending death threats yeah, to Bendis it, right it, now. They've probably already been sent. Um, Civil War II issue one is fantastic. If you're looking to get on the ground floor of this event, you you pick up issue zero because it was really good, and issue one was absurdly good. My question for you, Octavius, is what do you do with this now? Are you going to pick up some of these crossover events? Yes. Which ones? Considering all of them, <laughs> wow. I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I'm in. Like, I want. I, I haven't followed a series. I followed an event in a long time. Yeah, you know. But this is really good. For like, me, I, I, I want. I want. I'm definitely going to follow the main story. Yeah. But I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's happening. I want to understand what's going on. Yeah. Because I care. They did a good job making me care. Yeah. Like, man, I really see this conflict. I get it. I want to understand the motivations of the different characters. Yeah. It. it I, I really do think the quality of this stuff is is. Fantastic. In this situation, I'm going to be following the writers. Uh, if if there's a writer working on a book that I like and it's a crossover, I will be picking that book up. If Bendis is working on other books, I'll pick that book up. Spencer is working on other books, I'll pick that book up. That's how I'm going to navigate how I do this event. Otherwise, I will be picking up way more books than I can handle. I do think I want to continue or, or begin picking up Captain Marvel because she is... Super, super, super it's, relevant it's, right now. It's dope. Yeah. I've been reading it. And uh, probably picking up International Iron Man. That would be the first time that I've ever picked up an Iron Man exclusive book. Yeah, Simba, Simba book. Sparks is reading it. So I think I'm be checking that out now, given this. I'm hooked. I'm I'm surprised. I'm, I know this is... Why are the, you surprised? Because you know, Civil War Two is the sequel event to a different event right and it, when it comes down to it that feels unoriginal it feels like well yeah we we know the civil war did well so we're gonna bring back that again it feels unoriginal but they turned it out they they told me a story that i haven't heard before they told me one that i or they're beginning to tell me one i should say they're showing me a lot of things that i really like i'm, I'm really excited about it very very pleasantly surprised thrilled in yes fact. yes so that's what's up this All is right. this is the beginning. All right. So here's what we got going on for next week. Yes. Um, next week we've got some more DC rebirth stuff going down. Um, there's an Aquaman rebirth number one. There is the Flash rebirth number one. There is Wonder Woman rebirth number one. Anything of that? And, and you know we've also got uh, the Fix number three. What 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 stands out to you there? Anything? Rebirth is interesting to me because I want to I want to find a jumping on point for myself mm-hmm. for DC Universe stuff. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind trying out some Rebirth stuff. Uh, given that I can't choose from those characters because I don't have an, a, a particular affection toward. Any I know character. you wanted Wonder Woman, right? Uh, yeah, Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman. I really, really, really want to be checking out. Well, th- that's it. That's next week. All right, so I'm 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 on board with. So Wonder, Wonder Woman number one is going to be one of them. Yeah. Um. I would almost vote for The Flash, number one as well. Flash TV show is on right now. Keep it all DC. And Flash is really big in the Rebirth storyline. Okay. Let's give it a shot. Let's give this Rebirth. We'll we'll give it its fair shake. Give Give it a fair shake. Yeah. You know? Okay. Then we're, we're going to be doing Flash number one and Wonder Woman number one. Let's do it. One of those I'm really hyped for, and the other one is The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell the people where you can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at 
Adam Tetteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. You can hit us up. Actually, use the hashtag comicbookjunto, all one word, and uh, the hashtag AskCVJ if you want to hit us up and have conversations with Octavius and I. The reason I say that is we like to ask a question at the end of the show. And this question this week, I think, uh, is is relevant, given that we talk a lot about TV and the news today. Mm -hmm. But uh, what TV show is no longer on? That you wish would come back. Cartoon, TV, something that's canceled, something you want to see come back. Yeah. I already know what one of my answers is. Yeah. Um, And what was the question for last week? So we can throw our answer out there. Uh, Last week, we were asking something a little bit similar. But what character do you think should have their own comic book series? Who do you think? Man, think. Come on. There's one reason why I asked that question. Yeah, so Adam Adam basically asked what character you think should have their own series that doesn't have one so he can make this about Man-Thing. Yeah, because look, Man-Thing gets, he gets a bad rub and no one seems to understand how to write that character and he gets put in these books that are not good. He needs his own series. You know what I want to see? This is serious. What? I want to see Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. He had his own comic book in the past. Yeah, I have an issue of that. And I also would like to see Afro Samurai. Oh, ooh. I would like an Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai would be dope. Yeah. An ongoing joint. Yeah. Especially if the artwork was dope. Um, So, yeah. So, question of the week is, again, what TV show that has canceled or has gone off would you like to see come back? Uh Uh-huh. Just keep the conversation going. We'll keep that in your back pocket for next week. If you want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, it's all the same thing, at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S, A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Hit me up, holler at me, let me know what you think about the show, ask me questions. Again, leave this show five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. If you like it, help us boost up to the top of those rankings so we can share this with more people. We love you. That's it. That's it. I mean, this was a heavy one, okay? Yeah. This was, this was uh, Comic Book Junto 2, Issue 1, or whatever. This is the beginning of an event. I can feel it. I can feel it. And every issue, uh, every episode of Comic Book Junto here on after is going to be big. Mm. Big, big decisions, big explosions. Bigger, bolder. Bolder, wetter, crazier. What? How is it wetter? I'm just saying. We got equipment. I'm just saying here. words now. I'm, I'm trying to sell this, right? And that's what the people want. <laughs> okay. It gets the people going. Uh, protect the future, change the future. Hey, that's it. All right, kids. We love you. Until next time, peace.